You're listening to Tea Up with your host, Dr. Hoji, the electric smoji. champion Timothy Moskov. The Lakers are spending big money yet again, this time going after former Heat star Luol Deng. Four-year deal, $72 million. Grant says he will sign with the Warriors. It is the sports story. It's the weakest move I've ever seen by a superstar And add another the to the NBA. long list of shocking surprises, and that is being Dwayne Wade, a Chicago board. He's told the AP, did Wade, this was not an easy decision, but I feel I made the right the choice. Right choice. Daddy-o, hello. Hi, Jeremy. You seem down. Well, the NBA is unwatchable now. I mean, Kevin Durant on the Warriors, Dwayne Wade on the Bulls, the Lakers are a sad, desperate franchise. What's the point of watching basketball anymore? I feel like you're being a bit dramatic. Uh, whatever. Is Hoji around? He's in a meeting. Uh, uh, he's the one who wanted to see me. <sighs> Follow me. No, no, the label clearly says that the shirt was made, and I quote, this apparel has been made in accordance with the highest standards of environmental responsibility. He's on Skype. Yeah, uh, one second, man, I'll, I'll, I'll be right with you, okay? The highest, highest standards. But, but, now, look at this. Uh, it's a picture. A, a picture of a bird, sir. A picture of a bird. That's right. And how do you think the birds who, who see this are going to feel, huh? When they see themselves depicted in this deceptive way. I mean, look look at these stupid googly eyes. Uh, how do you think that's going to make the birds who see this feel, huh? Sir, with all due respect, the picture was there when you purchased the shirt. Yeah, but I didn't notice it. Okay, you, you know what? I, I just... I just don't have time for this right now. I have guests. I gotta go. But you can expect a very, very strongly worded letter from, from my lawyer, ADJ, in the coming days, okay? Again, sir, I apologize for any inconvenience. And if there's anything... What's up, man? Hoji, I'm just... I'm really stressed. The thing that I love most, the NBA, I feel like it's been taken away from me. Everything's been turned upside down. The Golden State Warriors, who were a laughingstock, who made the playoffs once from 1994 to 2011, now they basically guaranteed themselves a championship. Meanwhile, the greatest franchise ever, the Lakers, they couldn't even get meetings with the top three agents. They're so desperate that they have to give... 64 million dollars to a broken down center and then another 72 million dollars to a 31 year old small forward who's probably going to be a backup in a year or two okay 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 Shh, calm down now. okay jeremy there's a bag 
of flowers and herbs marked with a big red X in the pantry under the uh, fennel seeds. Could you put that in water at uh, exactly 180 degrees for four minutes and 10 seconds? Okay, thank you. Daddy, this is going to make you feel so much better. Mm, what is it? You know I don't like the vegetables and the fruits and the berries and what have you. Leave that to me. First of all, you know I don't care about teams other than the Lakers. I don't care about them. I don't want to know about them. Everyone else is just a wannabe man. So this Duran Duran guy going to the worrying team or whatever, not interested. Second of all, I cannot believe you're still fretting about the Timofey Mozgov signing, man. It, it wasn't that bad. Not that bad. We, we could have got Festus Azili, who's younger and more athletic, for half as much money. Look, they, they needed a center, and they need a, a, a good veterans with great postseason experience. He's got both. Stop looking at the numbers, Dadio. You're always thinking about stats and money. Timofey is is more than numbers. He's going to come in. He's going to give them some physicality. He's going to give them some some hard picks that's going to set. He's got that touch, that great touch. He can hit the, the mid-range jumpers, and he's nimble with the pick and roll. He, D'Angelo's going to love playing with Mazi. He was great in the, in the 2015 finals. People tend to forget that. And then, okay, yeah, he had a down year, you know, with the, with the knee injury, and, and he failed to come back. But then, you know, he, he's going to be fully recovered. And, and Lul Deng. Yeah, Lul thing, right? I mean, look how good Ingram looked in summer school basketball or, or whatever. Why do we need to pay so much for a small forward? He, he's going to be huge for our young players in teaching them how to be professional and the fundamentals of defense. That's about as, as good as you can do, in, in my honest opinion. <laughs> I mean, what did you expect? That Durant and LeBron would team up with the Lakers? I mean, that's exactly what Stephen A. Smith said they would do. Stephen A. Smith knows just about as much about what players will do in free agency as I know about hair products. All right, but why even use up our cap space this year? I mean, why not let this insane free agency period pass over, save your space, let the young players develop, win some more games this year, and then people will see our great potential, and we can get quality free agents on good contracts next year. Because, man, you got to spend big to win big. Those who don't spend die. Look, it's like the difference between Tony Stark and MacGyver. Tony Stark keeps investing, right? He, he develops this elaborate metallic suit. People love the guy, okay? Still to this day, they're paying him like tons of money for every uh, Marvel movie. On the other hand, MacGyver, very resourceful, show is canceled, right? The Lakers are the Lakers because they go big, okay? You act like a big shot and pretty soon, People are going to believe it. Uh, okay, no one takes for big shots for landing Moskov. But I mean, I see what you're saying. And Lakers management agrees with that logic. I'm just not a big fan of spending to give yourself a name because... Yeah, because you're cheap. Uh, I, no, I wouldn't exactly say I'm cheap. Okay, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say you're cheap. You remember that time you faked a bladder infection in Seattle so you could stay at the hospital instead of a hotel? Or, or like when I come to your house, that 10 cent toilet paper you have, it's like so thin it, it disappears in your hands like cotton candy? What I was trying to say is that I wouldn't have spent that money because I really like our young guys and I don't want them to be backups for the first few years. But what's really troubling about this year and last year is that free agents are running away from us. It's like no one believes we have the type of management or owner to build the contender.
contender. The Lakers have clearly lost their luster after just a few down years. It's, it's mind-boggling. The Clippers, the Clippers are getting way more respect from free agents. Kevin Durant was supposedly blown away by the presentation that fake, loud, no-talent, sorry excuse for an owner Steve Ballmer gave. And then they all sat around, ate Hagen does and gossiped about the Kardashians or something because they were crying. And the T-Wolves even got serious considerations from top free agents like Pau Gasol before he signed with the Spurs. The T-Wolves are young and they missed the playoffs just like us. And they're in Minnesota. So that team has never made the finals. And they don't have any of the perks of living in LA. Yeah, but I mean, they have a, a bona fide star in, in Carl Anthony Get Out of Towns. Look, we both think D'Angelo Russell will develop into that kind of player. But let's be honest. He didn't have the right system or opportunities last year. Yes, that's all going to change with Luke Walton. And Minnesota also has that coach uh, who, who looks like an angry uh, Kevin James. Oh, yeah. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Right, right. Players respect him. He had a lot of success in the NBA. Mean, meanwhile, Luke doesn't even officially have a game under his belt as head coach. So there are a lot of unprovens here. Okay, kind of like when I hired Jeremy as my personal assistant. I mean, look at the guy. Honestly, I, I really had my doubts. I, I love the bow tie, but look, I'm paying the guy $6 an hour. Plus, of course, all the experience uh, that he gets as my apprentice and attache. Can he answer the door uh, the way I, I want him to? Or can he hurry people out in a timely fashion? It's very stressful to uh, hire someone new. It is, man. But this year, all that uncertainty, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just, just disappear right into the air. Teams are going to see Mitch's vision. I, I wouldn't worry about it so much. Okay, here comes Jeremy with the elixir. This tea, Daddy, it's going to cleanse you. All that stress is going to go down the toilet like that horrible, horrible toilet paper at your house or the even better toilet paper at the hospital in Seattle that you brought home and gave to everyone uh, for Christmas. Uh, that's actually one of the reasons I like the more affordable brands. They never clog your toilet. Sure, man. Anyway, drink up, drink up. It tastes weird. A little like grass. You gotta just, you just gotta down it, man. <coughs> That's enough. I can't keep going. <coughs> okay, Daddyo, you have just had your first detoxification elixir. I call it the detox special. It's a mix of Brussels sprout juice, dandelion, yes, some grass, uh, fennel oil, topsoil. Uh, wood chips, and of course, water from the Amazon. It's going to work right through your body. Oh, oh I don't feel so good, Hoji. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's going to work right through that body and just cleanse all that bad mojo, that Larry Bird out of your body. Yeah, which way was the bathroom again? Uh, it's down the hall, okay, right after you pass the theater and theater. the basketball court. You take oh, a left man. and then you're going to have to veer right. Uh, okay, uh, veer, uh, basketball, I think I got it. Oh, someone's at the door. Be right back. Right this way, daddy -o. Are you sure? This looks more like a museum than a bathroom. I'll be right here in case you need anything. Wow, this is incredible. Is that... is that a moose? 
Oh, uh, hello, sir. I I'm sorry. I just wanted to use the bathroom. Don't mind me, my friend. I'm just here to set the mood. Right. What was I thinking? Of course, we have someone for the mood. Jeremy, where have you been? Look, Chris is here again. He dropped by to help cheer up Daddy, so please make sure to take good care of him. Of course. Hey, Jeremy, can I get a cherry Pepsi Max? One celery soda coming up. Um, uh, I'm, you can offer it to me, and I'm going to say no, though. Daddy, everything okay in there? Uh, I think maybe the tea detoxified a little too much of my body. Okay, just tip the flutist when you want him to stop. But I bet you stopped stressing about the Moscow signing now. Honestly, I'm just sweating so much and losing so many types of fluid. Plus, that antelope over there is giving me an ugly look. So yeah, I'm not even thinking about what the Lakers did in free agency anymore. Here you go, man. Thank you, good sir. You're thinking about Durant, aren't you? I mean, why? You know, I mean, think about all the great storylines we could have had this year. The Knicks being relevant again, the Cavs trying to repeat, the Thunder and Warriors rivalry. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get back to the guests, but if you watch TV, remember not to mess around with my programmed presets. Wow, this has got to be like 90 inches. Our Lakers insider, Mike Bresnahan. Oh, I forgot. We got Jose Calderon. Oh, big deal. You know, it's kind of a low-risk, potentially high-reward trade for the Lakers. Not only do they get a guy who's a veteran point guard, he'll be a pretty good backup, uh, I assume. Yeah, yeah that's true. He'll be a good backup. You know, he's a good pastor, and I like the way yeah. he shoots. He's a 40%... Uh, three-point shooter and the yeah, Lakers need some outside touch on this team as it is yeah and look Barton's system could uh, be smart one year deal about seven and a half million and the Lakers also get two future second round drafts yeah it was a good deal how high or how low that's will true be as far as protection is a little unclear right now and the Lakers give up nothing they give up uh, a guy they drafted several years ago he's right that's actually two or three guys that did not make an impact wow it was a really good deal kind of just a, a ceremonial guy to throw into this trade yeah Pretty, pretty good trade, I think, for the Lakers. Wow, it's a great yeah, trade. He's right. In, oh, isn't the summer school game on? Hold on. 1.8 to go. Ingram will inbound. Oh, they're losing to the 76ers. Great. For the win. Oh, no. Did he just do that? Oh, my goodness. We're making great deals, we're hitting big shots, things aren't so bad at all. Let me get this straight. You think this Woolworth team will be better than the Lakers? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. It was a 73-win team, and they just replaced Harrison Barnes, who choked over and over, with Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant. They're the favorites to win it all. For this year, next year, and the year after. The biggest favorites, maybe in NBA history. And, you know, honestly, they just crippled the only team that looked like they could beat them in the future. Maybe the Cavs. I find that a little bit hard to believe. But they have two players who have been the MVP in the last three years. Four of the top 12, maybe the top 10 players in the league. Three of the top five, maybe the top four players in the league. And the Cavs had to have so many things go right for them. Just to have a chance. Well, I mean, I guess they won, but... <laughs> Whew, that was some tea, Hoji. Uh, Jeremy, I I'm going to need a couple of steaks and a bowl of mashed potatoes. I, I think I lost like 10 or 15 pounds back there. 
Wait, do, do they have steak here? All we have is tofurkey and gluten-free buns. Uh, all right, then just, uh, you know, warm up a pizza or something. And some milk with ice would be nice as well. All right, but you know the cheese is made from tapioca and arrowroot flour, right? Oh. Daddy, Chris and I have been talking, and I think he could use some of that tea. He's stressing about the uh, the wallflowers, just like you were. Did, wait, did he say wallflowers? Actually, Hoji, I detoxified a bit more, and, and things are really clear to me now. Look, this Durant thing, this could really be great for the Lakers. It means there's a great chance Westbrook signs with us next year. Unless he gets traded first, and there's going to be a lot of teams making great offers for him in the next few days... I could see him going to the Lakers this year, this coming season, but let's be real, he's probably either going to be playing in green or in gray a year from now. Spurs or Celtics, baby. Russell Westbrook might get traded to the Lakers, but why would he stay? Wait, wait, why would he stay in the great city of Los Angeles, where he's from, and where he used to be, by the way, roommates with my financial advisor, Sonny Vacado? Who he go to the Clippers? No, but I, I I imagine he wants to continue in the NBA, right? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He wants to continue his professional career. And look, Sonny, by the way, is saying that he would love to play in the purple and gold. Don't don't listen to what you hear about Westbrook. I know he's he said he's going to be at his summer camp or whatever next year, but that's don't listen to that stuff. Okay, look, they add Westbrook next year. All of a sudden, they're a free agent destination. Okay, they have cap room. They have tons of assets. Okay, they can move a couple of those players. You know, we just need one or two superstar young players. I was going to say, they also have Mozgov. Right, right, uh, Mozgov. Uh, and then, you know what? There's a lot of the guys who are free agents, like Blake Griffin next year. Boom, you have a Russell Westbrook, you have a Blake, you know, he brings in the Blake Griffin. And maybe Blake Griffin would like to try his hand at the professional sport, <laughs> you know? And then Blake Griffin and Russell Westbrook would be devastating. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look, in terms of somebody getting Westbrook this year, I, the only team I can really see doing that would be the Celtics, you know, because they have a chance of keeping him next year because they can actually compete uh, in the East. And they have a lot of uh, great picks that they don't need, you know, and, and they can throw in Isaiah Thomas and, and, and Crowder who could give them a point guard and a small forward. Yeah, not the same caliber of a Westbrook and Durant, but I mean... Well, see, Daddyo, on my podcast, Almighty Ball and the Almighty Podcast, we talked about the possibility of Russell Westbrook going to the Celtics and them making the finals. Now, imagine Russell Westbrook in green playing against Kevin Durant in gold in the NBA finals. He would never leave that and him and Alf Horford the Celtics were already a 48 win team and if all of a sudden they add superstar talent like that that would be pretty pretty good no I agree I agree but I could also see him going to say the T-Wolves right because he's still 27 he's not that old uh, and they could give up Wiggins and Rubio because look they still have athleticism in in the Zach Levine they still have you know one superstar in um, in Carl Anthony Towns you add a Westbrook that team is definitely in the playoffs, you know, and it's still a young core. He might want to stay. Well, you know, your colleague, um, Hoji. Business partner. Uh, business partner. Um, lovely home, by the way. Sort of pointed out to me the other day on my podcast when we were talking about the Lakers for a few minutes. Some of the older Lakers fans don't really follow the draft because the Lakers have never really been about rebuilding through the draft. Uh, just in case you don't know, Daddy-O... The Timberwolves just picked up this kid, Chris Dunn, and he looks like he's really good. I'm not sure they would want to go outside of their time frame and pick up Russell Westbrook because if his knees give out, he's only got a couple years and Chris Dunn looks like he could be in the league for a really long time. 
yeah, Chris Dunn might be great, but you know, maybe he's a Reggie Jackson type great. You know, maybe you want him coming off the bench. Oh, I hate Reggie Jackson, man. Well, sure, but what I'm saying is, you know, you need depth in this league now. You can play two point guards together. You know, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Westbrook is a different kind of player, okay? And and Levine is a nice player, but he's not a complete player. You know, so I mean, you move those three around. You know, I mean, look, I could see it working. You know, back to the Zach Levine thing. You mentioned that he's not a complete player. You know, towards the end of the season, after the All-Star break, he was shooting like 42% from three. And that's something that Westbrook has never been able to do. And now I know Tom Thibodeau may or may not really value spacing. But if you look back to his Celtics with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Eddie House, he sure did then. So... I don't know. I like Levine. Don't get me wrong. I love Levine. Is that when he was at UCLA? You know, uh, my you know Sonny Vacado. He tried to uh, get some sponsorship deals for him, but you know, my my point is, yeah, I love Levine. Uh, I love his athleticism. I love you know his work ethic. I think he's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, but Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. Right. Russell Westbrook. He's sort of in a different league. Right. Right. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Uh, where did Hoji go? He went to prepare Shambo's robes in Wabi Tea. For what? Seriously? Every evening, Hoji performs a tea ceremony for Shambo before he lies down and closes his eyes for ten hours. Oh, ten, before he goes to bed, you mean? <laughs> oh, Daddy-o. What? You're clearly uninitiated. <laughs> Shambo doesn't sleep. Oh, right, yeah, I should obviously Shambo doesn't sleep. What was I thinking? Sorry, Chris. Uh, just to get back to our discussion. Another place I could see, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, I could see the Heat going after Westbrook. They could give up Dragic uh, and uh, Winslow and maybe a couple of picks. I don't know. I just, it's you know, it doesn't, that's not a great deal for them. But I know Pat Riley thinks he's really, really wily and smart and all that. And I mean, he kind of was exposed with the way he, he mishandled the, the Dwayne Wade situations. You know, it's such a dilemma when business gets personal and in the NBA, business is always personal. But, but, but. look, look, even if the Lakers don't get Westbrook next year, I'm, I mean, it's it's a great time for us to be rebuilding. There's nothing to be sad about, you know, and that T really kind of cleansed all that, like Koji says, the bad mojo. And, and look, by the time our players are grown up, Durant and Curry will be past their peaks and, and the league will be ours. You know, I think you said that you cleared out all your mojo, but from what I can smell, a lot of it's still floating in the air, and I think it might be clouding your judgment. Because I think what you meant to say is the league will be Thibodeau's. I mean, that Timberwolves team, no offense against the Lakers, really like Ingram, really like uh, D'Angelo, but... I mean, the Warriors are locked to win the next three out of four, maybe even four out of five. And then after that, the Timberwolves are going to be eating up all the scraps like a Timberwolf. Yeah, I mean... Like a real Timberwolf. Yeah, I mean, like, they've been... How many champions... I'm trying to think the championships they've won because they... The Warriors or the... Well, you first... I think the Timberwolves... I think you first have to go to the finals to win. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't know the rules. If you want to win a championship, you first have to go to the finals, right? Well, you know, Tom Thibodeau. Right, Tom man. Thibodeau. He's been to... Hold on, I want to count the finals he's been to. Let, help me with this. So it's... Um, Two. I'm on zero <laughs> still. I don't know where you... How far you got. Oh, I guess I guess as a starting coach. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can sell the whole legacy aspect of the Lakers better than the Lakers could sell it to free agents the last few years. But you're not going to be able to sell it to me. Right, right. Um, Speaking of the Lakers and their legacy, what about this Warriors team? Because they're about to be a dynasty for the first time in 
ever. Uh, you know what? I don't know about that. I mean, I thought about it, uh, uh, and Hoji's very nice toilet, by the way. It's it's great. His bathroom is nicer than uh, my house or any house I've been to. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I got lost. I had to ask uh, for directions a couple of times. But when I was in there, I thought about it. And the Warriors, yeah, they'll be nearly unstoppable, all that. But I could actually see them losing in the playoffs. I, I know it sounds crazy, but but here's what I'm thinking. Hear me out, okay? Super teams usually don't work out. Okay, every time one is formed, we think, this is the greatest one yet. And, and then, look, they run into real teams. Not a group of individuals, but teams. Like the Lakers ran into the Pistons in 2004. Or, or think about this. Think about when the Spurs beat the Heat in 2014, right? Kawhi wasn't a star yet. He was all right. He was good. He was a nice young player, right? And their leading scorer that season was Tony Parker with 17 points per game. Okay, no, no big stars. You know, Tim Duncan was already on the decline and all that. But we have memories of that team looking unstoppable, whipping the ball around and getting guys, and, and you know, Boris Diaw playing a big role. I mean, and the Heat, of course, they were the super team that year, right? They had just won two finals and they had all this talent, but they lost. And then since then, the Spurs added LaMarcus Aldridge and David West and Kovai has stepped up now. He's a superstar. And then what did they do this postseason? The offense was heavily reliant on Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard. And as a result, they didn't even make it to the finals. So you see the super team concept. It's Well, you know, I mean, David West is hardly, hardly constitutes a super team. And they didn't make it to the finals, by the way, because they ran into the Thunder. And the league can see clearly now because the rain is gone. And so is the Thunder. And I'm just, you know what? I'm sorry, but this is different. It's... You had a 73-win team last season, and I know that you have your doubts about how a three-point heavy team is, but they've made it to the finals the last two years. They should have won the finals this year, and they did win the championship last year, and adding Kevin Durant is just a perfect fit. And you know, speaking of David West, one of the biggest problems that you had with the Warriors this last year is that they had nobody in the low post to just dump it to who can score back to the basket, get you know, grinding into the post. And David West is going to be great as far as that's concerned. So when they need that, they can go to David West. And when they don't, they're just going to obliterate everyone in the league because no one is even close to that level. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Andrew Bogut's gone, right? Well, okay. uh, he actually Bogut he showed gone. up at the finals this last year. He had, you know, that bleach blonde yeah, tips. When he went down, <laughs> when he went down, LeBron went crazy. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, oh! I thought you said Andrew Bynum. No, Bogut. Bogut. Okay, Bogut. Right. <laughs> Bogut gone. Okay. Uh, the the real coach. We all know the real coach throughout both the, the championship run and this last year was who? Luke Walton. Gone. <laughs> to the Lakers, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you following me or no? I don't know if you're following me. Is this too much for you? Okay, I look, mean, look, I'm, look, I'm following look, you, but look, I'm not sure Azili, I like where you're leading Azili, me. <laughs> gone. Okay. Iguodala, no back. It's old. Iguodala is... Oh, oh. You know, you mean he doesn't, he doesn't have, have a back, back Because he is going to be back. He is be back. Uh, <laughs> but he yeah. is basically useless now. Okay, look. Uh, let me, useless. Look, look. He was finals MVP look, when McGrady, uh, McGrady had his back injury, wasn't the same. Dwight Howard, back injury. Not the same. Iguodala, it's just starting up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Barbosa. I mean, back Barbosa you never was know huge. how that's going to go. Remember, Barbosa but... was huge. In the first, he was like MVP of game one of the finals. 
But they replaced gone. all of these guys right, with right, really right. good role Harrison players. Harrison Barnes, I know he can't shoot, whatever. But you had the guy who's like, I know my role. I don't. I'm not gonna demand the ball. Harrison Barnes was missing wide open shots. Okay, he wasn't. They didn't run plays for him. He was wide open. He was missing them. Okay, that hurt the team. But what didn't hurt the team was the fact that he's not asking for the ball. And he's like, I'm just, I know my job. I'm going to play defense. Sure, he wasn't as great as he was the year before. He's still athletic defense. And during the regular season, let's say, he was big for them in terms of defense and athletic. Okay, gone. Look, the only player look, look, who's been more you, you take, efficient. You take all these role players. You take all these big guys who can block. Look, Zaza, whatever his name is, Patatui, whatever. That guy. Zaza Tiramisu. Right. Zaza, he, okay, he can score. He's good at scoring, but he had his like career high, I think, in rebounds last year. He's not a rebounder. He's not a shot blocker. He's not a he's not a traditional big man. Yeah, the offense is gonna be great, but like, did we forget that the Warriors were also the top defensive team when they were so great? I mean, gone. Everybody gone, right? Well, so Zaza led the or not led the league. Um, you know, Zaza was in the top five last year for contests at the rim. And, you know, he's never been a big shot blocker, but, you know, I mean, as much as I love swatting shots into the stands, it's more important that the other team just misses So basically... And his his defensive numbers at the rim, as far as rim protection, they were actually just as good as Andre Drummond's and Tristan Thompson's last year. So yeah, people see Zaza and they're like, let me take more shots at the rim. He's not going to block them. So that's great. Yeah, but he's not making... They're they're not making you're not following me. They're all gone. He... (laughs) He was the starting center on the second best defense in the league two seasons ago for the Bucks, And then they lost him, and they were terrible last season. So Zaza's an underrated defender, and plus he can make his free throws. They always had to pull out Andrew Bogut in the last four quarters of the... Um, they always had to pull out Andrew Bogut in the last four quarters of the game because he couldn't make his freaking free throws. And now they got Zaza Pachulia, and he shoots a solid 70%. So, you know, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I would think that you would like this this team and the way that they've changed because this is a Lakers team. They've got huge amounts of superstar talent, and they've surrounded them by Iguodala, the best role player that the NBA has seen since, I don't know, maybe, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> but You're forgetting about one thing. The... NBA champion Cavs are going to be better. So, I mean, I could see the Warriors making the finals, but don't think the Cavs are just like... People say the Cavs, oh, they got lucky, they're going to, you know... That's not true. Kyrie is just emerging right now. He's We saw him become a superstar right before our eyes, right? He's averaged, like, what, close to 30 points on a good shooting percentage as a point guard. Uh, he totally rocked Steph Curry. He showed he's a big-time player. He steps up more when you need him more. Um, Kevin Love. Kevin Love uh, saw that, hey, I can contribute in more ways than just shooting long jump shots. And, you know, he, he started, you know, putting some heart into his play, right? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, he found his offensive game with the, the, the uh, alley-oops and the, and the transition game with uh, LeBron James in that game six in the finals. He's going to emerge as an offensive player. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith was the one who started that third quarter comeback in Game 7, right? J.R. Smith, you know, shooters, confidence, you know, and now the, the Cavs want him back, and now he's welcome. And for him, the emotional, mental aspect of the game is very important. He's going to be strong at that. Look, 
winning a championship brings so much confidence and so much team chemistry that, you know, and the talent is still there and it's young. Everybody's basically young on that team. You know, on the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, oh, LeBron James, thirty-two. LeBron James, thirty-two, is the equivalent of twenty-two for most people. Okay, that guy does not age. All right, I don't want to hear about yeah. LeBron James decline. What does he have to do next time? He has to like block, you know, a full court shot or something. I mean, the guy is like, the guy is blocking everything. He's 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 dunking on the best supposedly best defensive guys in the league, right? What do you want him to do? Yeah, we're gonna say he's old. LeBron, Wait, let's let's see a sign of LeBron James actually not doing LeBron James stuff before we say, oh, he's thirty-two. Well, there was a sign of him not doing LeBron James stuff the last few years. Oh, during the regular season, the regular season, which doesn't count. Well, no, not just the regular season. In the finals last year, and in the oh, playoffs the finals this last year. year when he averaged like like forty points and like ten in the, in the triple double. Yeah. Okay, you know bad. what? That you're right. Okay, so fair enough, right? He. Where I'm going with this, right, is that he hasn't been nearly as efficient as he was when he was in Miami. Right, he's not playing with Dwayne Wade, he's not playing Chris Bosh, he's not playing his Bolster system, all that, I get that, but now... But, but, you know, last year's finals is really a incredibly underrated performance because, you know, he took the Warriors to six games without, um, you know, without Kyrie, without Kevin Love, and, uh, you know, the, the second best player on that team was what, Matthew Dellavedova? No, so, Tristan Thompson, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was either him or Tristan Thompson. So, you know, fair enough, right? And the Cavs are scary to the Warriors circa two weeks ago. But they're just not scary to the Warriors anymore. You know, something, the Warriors, the bottom line is something would have to go wrong Oh, or, like, oh, like maybe the two-time MVP, unanimous MVP, like, uh, you know, being horrible in the clutch and missing all his jump shots, or Clay Thompson no, disappearing. No, well, you, you mean slipping Or Kevin Durant disappearing like he did in, what, game six against the Warriors? Like, all these guys, these, these guys who are not big-time guys that the Lakers would never la- allow on their team, all these small potatoes guys, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Daddy-o, have you, I think, I think there might have been something in that team, man. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, you see, I can't control myself. <laughs> um man i don't even know what i'm look, saying there's this really comfortable couch over there uh it looks like it's got here let me take the plastic wrapping off for you uh you know like just have a seat all right man. all right I think, all right the, okay, i think that look, cheese getting look, to i get head. what you're saying okay look you're right they were a 73 event team they added the guy in Durant who is finally going to get a lot of open looks. He's going to go, right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. They had the first unanimous MVP. I get it, okay? But, but, my, my point is this. You know, when the, when the Lakers were winning championships, it was two stars and a bunch of role players, okay? But, and, and, the, and the Cavs this past year, two stars, Okay. It was two stars. It was, it was, it was uh, Kyrie and LeBron, right? This team now has a legitimate three number one options. Now, why do I say three? Klay Thompson was always a number two option, okay? We never even thought, but this past playoffs, he was the MVP, offensively at least, okay? He stepped up. He was huge. You think, you think he's going to be okay with being, you know, small potatoes on this team now? With being the, the little sidekick? The, oh, you know, just, every once in a while, just throw me uh, open when I'm wide open. You think it's going to be okay with being the Harrison Barnes of the team now, Clay Thompson? Look, 
You know what I think the Warriors lot or you know what I think the Warriors learned the last couple of years? Everything's smooth sailing when you're winning games. And I think That's not true. That's not true because they've they've won the championship now. Okay? After you've won the championship and you you think he wants to be like a I don't know, like a Byron Scott or like a Joe Dumars or something? Where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Or do you want to be a guy like, like oh, this guy led the team. This guy, you think Clay, Clay Thompson knows his potential now? He's a splash brother. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's a splash. Now it's not a splash brother when you have the unanimous MVP and you have the splash, you know, little baby brother who, you know, that's not what he is anymore, and he knows that. Okay, and Durant, you think, okay, look, who's number one? Who's the number one option? Now I'm not just talking about in the clutch. Who are you gonna run most of the plays for, Durant or Curry? Either way, you have problems. Durant. Okay? Oh, you're going to run it for Durant. So the best guy who had the best shooting season in history is going to turn into a traditional point guard, a playmaking point guard, and just going to be like uh, just shooting when he's wide open. Or, you know, yeah. so much of Curry's success came from him just taking the ball and saying, okay, I'm going to lose my defender and shoot a deep three. That was like so much of a success, right? Now he's gonna. Now Durant is gonna stand. If he misses a couple of those in a row, Durant's gonna like frown again. You think the the with Westbrook the chemistry was bad? Imagine when Durant's not getting the ball. You know, the the guy wants to Curry still wants to lead the league in scoring and get another MVP. Imagine how the Durant reaction then. Look, you know, I think Zach Lowe had a point on his podcast a couple of times ago, where he said that if you really want to counter this team, what you need to do is follow the Rockets' lead with Donatus Monteunis and just get a whole bunch of the sweatiest guys in the league, get them out there, slip sliding around, and then try to get Steph Curry to have another, you know, game-altering knee injury. Because, you know, like, that was the bottom line, right? Is as far as shaking free, as far as getting that shot off, as far as making those shots that you think that Kevin Durant's going to be, you know, frowning at him over there... This was a guy who shot 45% from three up until the point that he got injured, and then he started to waver a little bit. I mean, if Kevin Durant could get along with Russell Westbrook wait, for wait, nine wait. years... What happened to Curry in the 2015 finals? I forgot. The, the knee injury... What was the knee injury that made him suck then? I'm trying to think. He oh, he just sucked. Suck. They right. won a the championship. That's right. Because yeah. that's, the thing, that's the thing about the Warriors, right? Is that if... Steph, you know, Steph Curry doesn't care... Okay, that he wasn't amazing in the finals. You know, he's not like Kobe Bryant, right? He doesn't need to be the best player on that team on any given game or any given series. He just wants to win a ring. Right, right. And he has one now. Now he has one. Now you think he's finally Several winning rings. the ring. When, let, let, me, let me explain it like this. People were starting to make Jordan comparisons to Steph Curry, okay? So... Now you're on the border of being one of the top five, you know, in, from, in his mind, remember, in his mind, you know, he's the one experiencing the first person, how great, he, you know, now you imagine yourself, hey, I could be an all-time great, okay, or I, could, or I could go from 30 points a game to, you know, 20, 22 points a game and 9 or 10 assists and help my team more, which is what the smart thing to, to do would be, but... And win 5 sure, million sure, championships. Sure. But, so... But are people going to remember the guy who got 20 points? Look, what was Pippen getting in the championship uh, runs? He was getting, let's say, 20 points, 7 assists. He was great, right? But people think of Pippen. Oh, Pippen, yeah, he had Jordan. He was so lucky he had Jordan, right? You think Steph Curry is fine? That's what the number two option is. People don't realize their value. But they could be the number one option. Yeah, but Steph Curry won a championship as the number one. without... Actually, yeah, as... as uh, yeah. 
probably runner-up for the finals MVP. He was one of the better players on that championship team, I agree. But look, my point is this. Now Steph Curry, he doesn't... He, it's, yeah, winning rings, right? But we're not talking about the normal player. We're talking about the guy who's the potential... He sees himself as being one of the top players ever now with the potential that he showed this past year. Now he's going to just push that to the side and say, no, I'll just be yes. a role player. Yes. Okay, look, <laughs> I agree that Steph Curry and Clay they got along and they did that. But they did that together. They started from nothing. Before Curry was an officer, before he was a star, they were drafted by the same team. And they developed into that. And they won a championship together. But now you have Durant coming in. And Durant, yes, I know he doesn't want to do so much isolation anymore. But think about how much isolation. Think about the fact that he took 19 shots a game. And now you want him, uh, Durant, okay, to, uh, to cut back on his bad habits, you know, let's say. What bad habits? No, I'm saying when you're so used to Let's think of Kobe. Kobe's a great player, very smart player too, right? But he got so used to being the man on those post-Shaq Laker teams that whoever they brought in, Kobe couldn't find a way to make, you know, uh, to take best advantage of his teammates. He was so used to just being Kobe, right? So uh, what I'm saying is there, it's going to be different than when you have Clay and Steph working together. Now you have a guy who's used to being the man, who's used to being in isolation, uh, who has to find his way of working with the league MVP, so what I'm saying is this. How often do you have... Look, Curry won the MVP for what? For his offense. And now we're saying offensively, this MVP, he's going to be the second option. Think about that for a second. Look, you know, but all throughout... And Jerry West, okay? You know, Lakers great, right? Was talking about this with Kevin Durant on the phone only a couple days ago. Jerry West made it to the finals eight times and won one championship. And... One of the biggest regrets in his career is not finishing those out. What You know, if you talk to Steve Nash when he retired, his biggest regret, not winning a ring. Charles Barkley, not winning a ring. Durant's had his fun. He had his 35-point-a-game season without Russell Westbrook. He won the MVP that year. He has been the number one option. He's scored 30 points a game. He's done that for eight or nine years. And you know what? He's not happy because he hasn't won a ring. And you know what? To ask any ask any player. No, no, no. Look, look. I'm saying Durant has certain habits. He has certain traits. He has a certain way of playing, and that might rub Steph Curry the wrong way. You know what I mean? No, it won't. Steph Curry's always been a willing passer. That's the thing about the Warriors squad is that they pass. They have ball movement. They have, you know, everyone gets a chance to score when it's Clay Thompson stepping up. What? Uh, yeah, I'm saying if he wants to pass more, you know, maybe he doesn't want to do the out of bounds, no look out of bounds ones like he did the finals. Maybe, maybe those aren't so great, you know. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I mean because uh, <laughs> you know maybe he can learn how to pass from a Laker, like maybe D'Angelo Russell or Magic Johnson or something. But look, what I'm saying is I'm not saying it won't work. Of course, it's going to work. It's obvious it's going to work. They're going to be great. I'm just trying to imagine ways that it might not work. You know what I mean? Look, you know what, man. Green is at his best as a glue guy, and Clay is at his best as a catch-and-shoot, non-primary scorer. The offense will run through Curry, and will run through Durant, and the rest of their super squad will feast on whatever's left for them. And by the way, man, you know, this team looks like it's going to score 130, 140 points a game. Something ridiculous like that. Those points will be there. Uh, yeah, the points will be there for them and for the opposing team. You know, they'll probably score about that many points as well. I mean, look, look at the finals, okay? 
uh, Steph Curry on Kyrie Irving. He Kyrie Irving hits the game-winning shot because he got the matchup he wanted. He wanted, you know, Steph Curry. That's basically like shooting practice for him, right? And then now we have, instead of Harrison Barnes or, you know, whatever, or Iguodala, you know, you're going to have more, you know, uh, Kevin Durant on LeBron. I mean, we all want to see that, but, I mean, he has no chance. I mean, Kevin Durant's going to be covering Kevin Love, and I think he's going to be fine. You know, like, Draymond Green is going to cover LeBron, and Andre Iguodala is going to cover, cover LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, Draymond Green looked great on LeBron, you know. I mean, he just was getting dunked he, on. He did do a great no, job. He was, I mean, yeah, they, he did. He did. I mean, he just got dunked on like 10 or 15 times maybe, you know. I can't. I mean. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm like, saying it's an admirable job. I was very proud of him. You know, he didn't, he didn't get dunked on but, every single time. You know, so. Daddy-O, I know that you remember all these flashy highlight plays, including the ones that don't go well, clearly. But, you know. I care about the numbers, and the numbers say that Draymond Green covered LeBron, and LeBron didn't have his 40-point game along with Kyrie Irving until Draymond Green had to sit. Right, right. And and then he had another 40-point game right after Draymond Green came back, you know, just to make sure. Well, right, right when Draymond Green came back, and then Andrew Bogut Bogut hurt his knee. Right, right. It's weird because these almost sound like excuses, but I know know they're not excuses. We just call them reasons. No, No, they're reasons. I know, like basketball reasons. Trust me, as Lakers fans, we're very familiar with the concept of basketball reasons, okay? (laughs) I'm just trying to say this. Okay, uh, I'm trying to tell myself because this is the this is what the T told me, and the flutist actually in the bathroom said this as well. He's a very wise man for somebody who plays a flute in the bathroom for a living. There's a lot to look forward to in the next NBA. People are giving up saying, "What's the point of watching the the season?" But I'm saying there's a lot to look forward to. And if you want to accept that the Warriors are just going to win the championship, what's the point of of watching the NBA? You know, there's that to look forward to. I, Honestly, I remember those 90s Knicks teams, and I'm glad that the Knicks are going to be a real team again. They had some people, some real basketball players, I think. We'll see. They had some real good basketball players who were good in 2011. No, they didn't. With the 40-year-old Jason Kidd and J.R. Smith with their second best pick. Come on. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying that Derrick Rose was the MVP in 2011, and Joakim Noah was really oh, right, good right, in 2012. Right. No, they're not that good. Carmelo was well, great Carmelo, in 2011. Yeah, Carmelo is still very good. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the 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 Knicks are interesting, and you know, the bottom line is, you're right. You can't just say, okay, the Warriors are gonna win. Like, let's, you know, everyone, let's stop. Although in my first Kevin Durant reaction podcast, that's pretty much what I said. I said we were gonna cover professional badminton or something like that. But you know, now that the dust is settled, now that the tea has been digested. The you know you're right. Like this team looks poised to do all of this, but we have to wait until it actually happens because we saw a 73 win team last season for basketball reasons. For whatever reason, they didn't finish it up. LeBron yeah. did it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, look, there's a lot of interesting storylines. I know the Knicks aren't going to be in the finals, but I'm just saying that'll be fun. Another thing that'll be fun is to see Dwayne Wade. You know, going. I was very upset when I when I read about this initially, because I, I like Dwayne Wade is Miami. You know, he is the Heat team. I mean, yeah. They think that Pat Riley is so smart. I mean, think about it. Every success they've had, Dwayne Wade was involved. You know, uh. So it's sad, but at the same time, I'm really happy that he's going to Chicago. You know, and and I think we now know when they're saying LeBron James was counseling. You know, was talking to him. Um, I, and people were thinking he's trying to put him to the Cavs. Now you realize he's saying, hey, it's great to play at home and win at home, you know, and, and he 
bought into that, and that's great. Well, I don't think I don't think we know what Dwayne Wade is being counseled on, but no, I'm going by I'm going by what uh, my sources, what Sonny Vicardo was telling me. But I yeah, think you know this Sonny Vicardo guy. You know he's a good dude and all, but you know I if he's in Dwayne Wade's and all these different players inner circles, then you know I. I you know, I don't know what to say, but I guess it. W- well, you should get him on your podcast. Is what you know, you I guess do. it. Uh, if you can, if you can book him, if he's yeah. Um, uh, I guess it makes sense if Sonny Vacato was Dwayne Wade's financial advisor, because you know that's what happened. Is Dwayne Wade took the money and ran. You know, the Miami Heat weren't willing to pony up. They weren't willing to say. You know, allegedly Pat Riley came to the offer table at first and said. $10 million a year for two years. That's not enough for a guy like Dwayne Wade. Pat Riley said, we are not going to be what the Lakers have been for the last couple of years and have an aging superstar and pay him $30 million a year. And, you know, that's not very good family values. Uh, but actually, the Miami offer was only $7 million less, right? And then they say when you factor in the lack of income tax in Miami, and, and uh, actually, coincidentally, I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Florida. But anyways, no state tax in, in Florida. They said that the difference only comes to about a million and a half, right? So, I mean, it really wasn't about the money, you know? And, and I, I think, you know, I think he just really wanted to go home and play at home. I mean, that's not to say that I don't think the Bulls will be any good. Actually, I, I do think they have some potential, okay? I know a lot of people love to hate on Rondo, but they forget. Rondo, motivation is big for him. And the last time he played with a couple of legends, when he played with uh, Garnett and Pierce and Ray Allen, right? Those guys... Well, the last time he played with a legend was with Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> right, that's one That's one legend. But I'm saying legends and also Carlisle and Rondo, they didn't mix and all that. But anyways, what I'm saying is when he played with the legends of Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, when they first started playing with Rondo, their shooting percentages shot up, okay? Yeah, but again, you're talking about legacy. I want to talk about the here and now. And the here and now is... No, look, look, Rondo, he's still, what? He's 30 years old, okay? He still looks pretty fast. He still looks pretty athletic. He's still great on the fast break. He killed... He killed the Mavericks. Okay, the Mavericks, look. When he went there... And then he killed the Kings last Look, year. the Mavericks, that's because Rick Carlisle is a control freak. He doesn't appreciate Rondo's brilliance, okay? And then the Kings, they're losers, okay? What is he going to do? He's not going to waste... His, he's a winner. He's not going to waste his energy on the, on the loser. He's going to save it for when he plays with a winner, and that's the... That doesn't sound like a winner's mentality. It does, it does. Because, look, listen, because a winner, he, he doesn't want to waste his time. If they're going to lose, just let them lose. Who cares, okay? You wait until you can win, you know? And now, you know... And that's the time. You know, now he's on the board. It's time to win. You're going to see him win. And then look, Jimmy Butler. People like to talk about Jimmy Butler. Okay, he shot 31% from three. He's no good at three. Look, the year before, he shot 38% from three, okay? And that was, last year was his first year in uh, Freddie Hoiberg uh, offense, okay? And now he's going to get a lot of better shots with the real point guard, okay? And Dwayne Wade had that horrible shooting percentage from three and whatever. Okay, he was playing with the shoot first point guard, okay? Big difference. And he's going, and he, that was his worst three-point shooting percentage of his career. But you, uh, know, you know, and by I the way, that, I mean, um, who knows? They might, they might, the Bulls might have another big move in them. They might add a guy like you know, Demarcus Cousins. Who knows? Maybe they can. First of all, I don't know how they're gonna make that move, man. They've used up all their cap space, so they had to dump, you know, Calderon. They had to dump Mike Dunleavy. They had to, uh, you know, make all this room so that they could sign Dwayne Wade to this huge contract. So. 
And I don't know what pieces they're going to trade for a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. Well, they have Miritic, and they have Bobby McBucket, or whatever his name is, right? And then... Uh, yeah, that's nothing compared to what other teams are going to be able to uh, offer. Look, for, we're talking about the Kings here, okay? Don't... You know, there's your expectations 28 so other GMs in the league looking to fleece the Kings, too. Yeah, my, know, point like is, my point is they might not be done. We don't know. They might not be done. They could be good. No, I think they're done. And, you know, they settled on a team that has three ball-dominant guards who can't space the floor. Uh, Only one of them has really shown a propensity to be a good player off-ball, and that's Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade is getting older. And, you know, he was great last year. He was great in the playoffs. He's really great in the playoffs. Yeah, he he really was. And he might be great for two more years. I'm not sure. He might be great. You know, that might have been his last, you know, uh, Miami Orange squeezed out of him. And... uh, that metaphor didn't exactly go off yeah, as really a gross. plan, but yeah. you know, th- yeah, you know, you know, what I'm saying like Miami might have squeezed that last bit of orange juice right. out of him, that last bit of playoff greatness. I don't think um, so. I don't think so. Look, uh, look at the yeah, look at the energy you know, he played with when he's playing with LeBron, with another smart player who can run, who can make you know great passes. That's Rondo, but That's he's Rondo. 35 now. That's no, the Rondo. Difference. And yeah, how old was was Ray Allen towards the end of his career? But when he was playing next to Rondo, he looked pretty good. When he, toward, Towards the end of his Ray, Celtics career. Yeah, but Ray Allen is a guy like LeBron, you know? Like, you were talking about LeBron doesn't age just because he takes such good care of his body. Uh, he eats, you know, all this, uh, this high-protein stuff. He probably has a much different diet than our friend Hoji has yeah, here. Hoji claims, you know, that he gets all the protein he needs through tempeh burritos and pumpkin seed burgers but um but you know he just takes super good care of his body and he's always working out and he's always fine-tuning things and he got to stay in the league for as long as he did and you know like rondo tore his acl and he hasn't been the same since and jimmy butler is really a great player but he doesn't fit well with rondo and i question that fit even before they got Dwayne wade so I don't know about the Chicago Bulls. You know, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be terrible. And, you know, you're going to head-to-head with the prof over here. I'm If I'm predicting that Chicago's not going to be good and that the Warriors are going to be dominant next year, I'm not sure you want to be saying that they're not. You know, the whole point was I was trying to be positive about the season. Uh, and I hate to say Hoji's right, but I really think you should have some of this tea. Because you're just making me not want to watch the NBA right now. Actually, uh, speaking of Hoji, I think I think I hear him coming. Uh oh, wait, Hoji's back. You know what, Daddyo? We gotta cut this conversation off. I'm gonna get out as it is right now. I don't want your uh, co-host to no, just kick me out again. That's not. I'm gonna sneak out the back door. That's uh, not what it is, man. You're afraid. You're afraid of the detox special. You're afraid it's gonna make you see the truth, like I saw the truth. I'll talk to you later, though. Whatever, man. Just go. Hey, where did Chris go? Oh, we just had this big debate, and he was being all negative about the Lakers and just the NBA in general. It it was really better you weren't here. Well, that's what happens when toxins build up in your body. Look, the Lakers didn't get what they wanted this offseason, but you know what, Daddy? They might have just gotten what they needed. And you know, that's what my grandma always used to say. She used to say, you can't always get what you want. If you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but the idea for that song that Mick Jagger had, he was at my house and I was talking about my grandma. So there you go. 
it happens. Yeah, but Hoji, look, I just want to thank you for that tea because it gave me so much wisdom and I have a totally different perspective on the NBA. I'm really looking forward to next season. And uh, Oh, by the way, you asked me over here for something. What was it that you needed again? Yeah, man, I need you to pay your share uh, for the lawyer's fees for the plagiarism lawsuit against uh, Carl Schenk for our other podcast. Yeah, man, I'm a little short right now because, you know, I just bought my Ingram jersey and then, you know, I want to go to see the see the, the summer school games. Fine, but this is the last time, man. Right, last time, last time. Uh, you know, okay, look, I'm just going to go because I'm so excited right now and I, I'll, I'll see you later, man. Okay, take care. Jeremy, let's go check out my bonsai trees uh, on the patio. You know, Jeremy, I think you learned something today, something you can put on your resume, young man. What's that, sir? Well, Shambo teaches us that uh, there must be a pinch and a scream before the bad winds can leave. <laughs> w- what, what's funny? It's, it's a farting metaphor. No, 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 no. I want to know what's funny about that. Yeah, yeah, you were all loud and proud, and, and now you're, you're, you're silent and... Violent? I was gonna say enlightened. Anyways, Dad, you came here, all up in arms, stressed about the Lakers, then he had some rancid tea, spent time suffering in my truly lovely bathroom, but in the end, man, you know what? Just like Shambo says, the bad winds all left, man. It's all just groovy time. Groovy time in Hoji Land. I told you never to call the Zero Carbon Estate Hojiland, never, I hate the term. But it comes up as Hojiland on Google Maps, sir. Uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, Jeremy, find us a good place to go get some gluten-free lime bars. I really could go for one of those. Yes, sir. And you know what, see if you can find my Kobe jersey, because they have a no-shirts, no-service policy, and I'm not going to wear that racist uh, bird shirt. I have it pressed in my briefcase, sir. Though... I could hardly tell you weren't wearing a shirt What with all the, uh... Fur. I think you mean fur, Jeremy, which humans call body hair. Uh, it's gonna be a good year for the Lake Show, Jeremy. A very good year. I can feel it. I'm actually a Celtics fan, sir. Let's keep personal matters at home, Jeremy. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 